And I really owe a lot of that to them. My parents were always ones to tell my siblings and I, if there's something you want, no one's just going to hand it to you. You have to be the one to make the decision to go get it. And really, I think it was that upbringing that helped me along the way of, I want to be in the rowing team. Go for it. I want to be in a sorority. Do it. There's a herky tryout. Go for it. And there's so many other things throughout my life that I have, you know, used that that's gotten me some really cool opportunities. I know my pipe's going. Welcome into the Listen Up podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Berkovitty. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. And I am so, so excited about my next guest. I've been wanting her to be on since I had the idea of starting this podcast. So today is the day. She is currently the Senior Programs Manager for the USO in Illinois. One of the first females to suit up as the infamous Herky the Hawk. And that's not all. It gets even better. She spent more than a decade as the Hall of Fame Chicago White Sox mascot. You know him. You love him. And her. Southpaw. Plus, she was a Jeopardy answer. We're going to get into all that and more. So you could see why I had to have her on. (laughs) Thank you. Lovely Carrie in Norwood. Carrie, thank you so much for joining. Oh my gosh, your introduction was amazing. Thank you you so much. I did. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Well, of course, I had you have you on for so, so many reasons. I feel like we really connected when we were working together at White Sox, but we also share the same passion for University of Iowa. And I think it, I don't think I knew right off the bat at White Sox, no pun intended there, that you were also Perky the Hawk. So I want to start kind of at the beginning. How did you actually choose to go to the University of Iowa? Because I think it is really daunting. You know, when you're in high school, you're graduating, you're like, where can I go to college? And that does make a huge impact on your life. Absolutely. And uh, for me, I think it would, it goes way back when I was a little girl, I was always surrounded by big 10 sports. My mom went to the university of Illinois and she is an avid Illini fan, but she also would always watch the big 10 sports. And so I had it in my mind growing up, I'm going to go to a big 10 school. My oldest sister went to the University of Illinois. My other sister went to Northwestern. And I wanted something that was my own, something that was close enough where I could come home on the weekends or for, you know, a longer vacation, Um, but also Mm -hmm. not too close where I would just get, (laughs) sorry, mom and dad. So I wouldn't get like surprised, (laughs) like, knock, 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 we're here. (laughs) And so I had heard really great things about the University of Iowa. And I, sent in my application. I got the letter and uh, I said, yes, I'm going to go to the University of Iowa without actually visiting the university. Oh, wow. Yeah. The that first is so time, brave of you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I take risks. And yes, you do. <laughs> and it paid off. It really did. The very first time I ever actually went to the University of Iowa was for the freshman orientation. And okay. it was at that orientation that it was my mom and I, I was walking across the like one of the bridges that went over the river and I'm standing there like wow this is really cool I'm in Iowa and there's a river I didn't who would have thought (laughs) but at that moment a women's crew team boat went underneath the bridge and I looked at I was like I'm gonna do that I don't know what the heck that was oh okay and my mom remembers that moment and uh, I actually then eventually became a member of the women's crew team at the University of Iowa. Did you have any previous experience no. as a rower? 
No, no not at all. No, I was a three sport athlete in okay. high school and not very many high school programs have, or high schools have a rowing program, maybe the East okay. coast, but not in the Midwest. And so nah, you don't see that often at all. No, no. I was a swimmer basketball and I did track and field. So shot put and discus were my, were my, uh, my babies. Okay. And <laughs> Um, I just kind of said like, okay, I think that's something that I could do. I think it's something that I could figure out. I had no idea what a college rowing program was all about. And I had seen uh, throughout the campus during the first week or two of school that they were actually going to have novice rowing tryouts. I was like, okay, well, that's the thing I want to do. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. I was just going to call up the coach and say, hey, I think I'm pretty athletic. Um, <laughs> I'd like to try this thing out. So I already had it in my, in my mind, I'm going to go to this audition. One day I'm walking from the IMU, the student union, to yes. my dorm. And some guy says, hey, uh, are you a freshman? I said, yes, <laughs> I, I am a freshman. He goes, well, you look really athletic. Did you play sports in high school? And I rattled him off. Yes, I did. Uh-huh. And he said, well, I'm the women's novice rowing coach. I'm, I'm out here scouting for potential athletes. Uh, here's an invitation. We'd love to have you come try out. And I said, oh, I actually already saw the audition or the tryout. And yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. And I, I went <laughs> and I and I got it. Um, and so I was on the women's rowing team for my freshman year. And at okay. the very end of the season, I actually got bumped up to varsity for a couple of races. But that's a whole other story. Uh, Amazing. And then the Herky tryout happened. So... <laughs> Okay. So you take the risk of being a rower. You are clearly so approachable. I don't remember anyone at Iowa coming up to me and saying, Hey, you look athletic. Would you like to um, join the volleyball program? Like, no, I, I love this story so much. I had no idea about this. So you're already doing great things, you know, your freshman year, which I think it takes a little bit to even warm up, but you just really went head on in. You're like, Let, let's go. So then talk about how that Herky audition came to fruition. You already had one tryout. You were already on the yeah. rowing team. And now you have another one. Yeah. So um, it's a very long story. And I'm going to try to make it short. Okay. A fraternity had been portraying the, the school mascot, Herky, for 40 or 50 years. Okay. They Do you got know what came- fraternity? Yeah. Yeah. Delta Ta Delta. Okay, so um, I, I don't even know them. Um, well, they, they got in some trouble at the end of my freshman year and they okay. got kicked off of campus. And so every, oh my gosh, the, the Delts got kicked off campus. They're getting kicked off campus. And I was a member of a sorority. So I was very well aware of what that meant. Yes. And, um, I was thinking, oh, well, who's going to be, who's going to be Herky? And, uh, well, they had open auditions that they had advertised in the Daily Island, which is the student newspaper. Yeah, I worked I for was, them. Oh, very cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Love DI. Actually, yeah, DI. Yeah. Um, the, I was actually on my way to a rowing regatta when one of my teammates had said, oh, they're having herky tryouts. And I just said, oh, what, what? This, this like feeling inside of me just exploded. And I was like, well, I'm going to be herky. I'm going to do it. So <laughs> I said to her when she was done reading the newspaper, hey, can I see that? So she handed yeah. it to me and I didn't tell a single soul. I didn't tell my teammates. I didn't tell anyone on my floor. I didn't tell my roommate. I didn't tell my family that I was going to try out for herky. And uh, I went to the orientation and they kind of gave us the lowdown. We had an interview and they said, you know, in a couple of weeks, uh, you're going to come to Carver Hawkeye Arena, which is where the men and women's basketball team plays. It's also where the wrestlers yep. um, have their matches. 
and a place that I've gone to many times exactly to watch basketball games. And uh, you're going to have to come here and do a two minute dancer skit. And then we're going to give you some game game day situations. So just be prepared. So never having put the costume on, this is going to be our very first time putting it on. And so finally that morning of the tryouts, I had told some of the women on my floor of my dorm, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to go try out to be Herky. Do you guys want to come watch? Yeah. Okay. We'll go with you. We have nothing else going on. So we hopped on the bus. We got, you know, taken to Carver Hawkeye arena and there were maybe 12 people who had made it past the interview portion of this, uh, of the audition. And so, okay. Kind of sizing up the, the, the competition here. They told us they were going to be picking four, uh, Herky performers. And, um, so I did my two minute dance and skit did my game day situations the jur- the judges deliberated and they, yeah. they announced the numbers. So it was a double blind where they didn't know the name of the person who was auditioning. They just knew okay. the number. So I was wearing a number and then they, they judged us and then they said, okay, number, whatever my number was they announced us. And I was like, okay, great. So it was myself and another woman named Angie uh, that we were the first women selected to perform as Herky the Hawk. And then a gentleman named Mike. Uh, and then there was, one or two other people selected, but I don't think they came back to campus. I'm, this is going back so long ago. So my memory's a little right. fuzzy on that. But then they were going to carry over one of the fraternity members to kind of act as like head herky um, to teach us how to be herky. And so we were the first ones to, yeah, to not be adults. I, I also love that you told your friends to come. I don't think I could I could be that brave. I've done auditions very different than what you just explained, but I love how just like energetic and brave you are. They're like, yeah, just come to this audition. And you're like, I'm just telling you right now, like I'm going to be Herky the Hawk. Like you well, felt that confident in it? You know, I think it was also part of me was like, well, what if they're, what if they pull the audience? What if it's based on a round of applause? I need some oh, okay. people there That's to have smart. my back. Right. Um, and again, it was kind of a, it was a double blind if it's the right term for yes um, okay so it's double blind um i just wanted to make sure that maybe they would be able to tell that it was me maybe i could like give them a signal i didn't know what the judging process was going to be like so i was like yeah i would like some people to go with me um so here's the funny thing is the later that night okay i was talking to my parents and they my mom would read the di online because she liked to know what's going on with her kids campus yeah and so she had said, Hey, I saw they were having Herky auditions. Did you go watch? <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, she knew this. <laughs> well, um, I, I actually tried out. You what? <laughs> said I, I, I tried out to be Herky and what happened? I got it. I'm going to be the mascot and I can hear, you know, my dad in the background. Oh, yeah. that's wonderful. My oh. mom. And my mom is just like, Oh, Carrie, we're so proud of you. <laughs> you. If there's something that you want, you just go for it. We're so proud of you. We're so happy for you. And I really owe a lot of that to them. My parents are always right. ones to tell my siblings and I, if there's something you want, no one's just going to hand it to you. You have to be the one to make the decision to go get it. And really, I think it was that upbringing that helped me along the way of, I want to be in the rowing team. Go for it. I want to be in a sorority. Do it. There's a Herky tryout. Go for it. And there's so many other things throughout my life that I have, you know, used that that's gotten me some really cool opportunities. That so is thanks, such, mom and dad. Yeah, shout out to mom and dad. That is such an amazing mindset to have. And you're you're making that sound, 
you know, so easy and natural. And I think people really crave being around people such as yourself. Like I love talking to you even right now. And of course, when we work together and that just, it, it helps me even saying like, oh, like Carrie can do this. Maybe I can do this, you know, just kind of going forward and, and giving a hundred percent. And I guess the worst you can hear is a no, like you probably yeah. went into that audition. Like I would love to be Herky, but if I don't get it, you probably would have done something just as amazing. It would have been a guaranteed no if I didn't actually try out for it. And, um, you know, you, you can't win if you don't play. And I like showed that. up to play. I showed up to play. And it's something that I still try to do throughout, you know, since then, which it's been like years ago. Um, but, <laughs> you know, if, if there's something I want, I'm going to still go for it. I'm going to go for it because I know I'm not going to get picked or selected if, if I don't um, show my interest or if I don't raise my hand and say, I'm going to do this. So. And you are just passing down all these great attributes to your three kids. So I'm sure that, yeah. you know, one day are going to say amazing things about you as well. So you get this position as Herky the Hawk. What is the first game that you performed at? Do you remember what that was? You know, I don't remember the first game, but during the summer. So we got picked like late April, early May. And okay. then we went home for the summers. But at some point during that summer, we actually were uh, we were asked if we wanted to go to a mascot camp. Oh, what? A mascot <laughs> camp? You don't have to ask me twice. Absolutely. <laughs> so it was at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. It okay. was through UDA, UCA, Universal Cheerleading Association, Universal Dance Association. Yeah, okay. At, I do where, Okay, so cheerleading teams and dance teams from at the you know college level would gather mm -hmm. and just learn. Uh, and it was a great program. And they had this little subcategory for mascots. And we were instructed by some really great former college performers and now some of them were current professional sport mascot performers and we just learned some of the basics and let me tell you angie and i walked in thinking like we were gonna get first placed all over the place we're like yeah we yeah. know what to do this is this is Blow easy. The water. yeah like eh, <laughs> they're not gonna know what what happened when iowa walked in <laughs> well we were soon <laughs> woken up by we have no idea what we're doing and Bucky is showing up yeah it it was a great experience we got to see some really top talent folks who've been doing it already for a couple years we were we were all rookies mm -hmm. um except for the guy who was the head herky who came over from the delts um but it was a great experience and we learned so much something as basic as how to take a picture. You wouldn't think there's a lot of thought that goes behind it, but there is. And it was up to us to then learn as much as we could, pull from that, and then make it our, make it our own for Herky. And um, I, I really think that that camp was the first step that we needed as rookies um, to, right. to really bring some extra life to the mascot program at Iowa. Okay. What is the tip when you are a mascot taking a photo with someone? Uh, you don't want to do the same pose over and over and over again. You got to change it up. You should have 50 to 75 possible poses in, you know, in your way. Also with technology, someone could be holding up a phone and yeah. um, they may be taking a video, which those are always really, really funny. So you want to kind of be continuously moving. And, and then when you think they're taking the picture, Hey, uh, also <laughs> back in my day, people were using the snap cameras 
So you get and one shot. You get one shot, maybe two, but now it's, you know, you press a button and you're getting 20, 20 pictures. Yes. Um, as many as you want. So, you know, like, you know, you're putting on your best model face. Yeah, you know? model pose. Um, but also it, it's feeling the, the smile from head to toe or feeling whatever energy it is. Even though they may mm-hmm. not be able to see my face, I have to be able to exude that um, in, in other ways. So I'm not just standing like this. I'm standing like, right. bam, bam. You're moving all over. <laughs> I'm all over the place. <laughs> I mean, I think people think it is one of those positions that is easy. Oh, you're just putting on a suit, a costume, and you're walking around a stadium, an arena, a ballpark. But there's so much that goes into it. And I've seen it firsthand from not only you, but of course, the current mascot, uh, current Southpaw, I should say. But you guys are there, not just during game days, you're working in the office as well as a coordinator. And there's so much that goes into, you know, what you're doing during the nine innings of the ball game, but then working events and, and weddings. And I've, I worked a bachelor party with you. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh. I do. Yes. I and, do. Oh my gosh. Cause I think I, re- yes, I, yep. we so took the truck. We took the truck and we were very careful about to make sure there was like nothing inappropriate uh-huh. around. I think that was my position. Was yeah. And that's why we made sure there was uh, an assistant for that. Yes. Oh my gosh. That, that is me. so funny. <laughs> I was very I, nervous. I think about I, that often. And <laughs> yeah, cause it, I, it was just like one of those, you know, it was probably like a random Friday, Saturday. I don't know what day it was. It could have been a Sunday for all I know. And we're just, I'm just in the car with you, the truck, I should say, the softball <laughs> <Yeah>. van. <laughs> I'm like, what is my life? I'm going to a bachelor party. We're going to a bachelor party. And making sure that there are no thongs or quirky things that will be yes. handed out. And they were, they were really they were great. good. It, was, yeah. it wasn't that type of a party. But I just always at least not when that. we were there. Not when we were no, there. No, they might things have had have a little bit more fun after. Things got a little wild, I'm sure. Once the door closed and South Paul yes. was on his way, it was like, yes. all right, now the fun, the real fun can begin. <laughs> but none of that I around. Always, I always think about that. But what what are some and we'll get into, of course, how you transition from um being South Paul, but since I bring up this topic now, what are some top moments that you remember when you were South Paul? Okay. I know there are probably so many. Yeah, it's that's a tough one. So after I graduated from the University of Iowa, which I was Herky for three years, okay. I kind of thought I kind of thought my mascot performing days were done. Like I didn't know that you could actually make money, have a career doing this. And right. so I started working my first post college job, which is which was at a radio station, the now defunct uh, Chicago's New Rock Station ninety four seven The Zone, where I started off oh. doing promotions, and then I okay. was on air talent. Um, so one day I was at the radio station. And the phone lines were pretty slow and I'm doing my on-air thing. It was on a weekend because I, I did weekends. And I just randomly searched Chicago mascot auditions. And whoa, all of a sudden, something for the Chicago Blackhawks popped up. And I was like, oh, I, I, I'll submit my stuff to be a mascot and maybe make a little bit of money off of it. Yeah. So I sent in my stuff. I got hired. I was the Chicago Blackhawks mascot from uh, 03 to 04 and then 04 to 05, um, 04, okay. 05, the NHL was in a lockout. So I didn't really do very, very much. Um, but then throughout different events, I got to meet the other Chicagoland mascot performers. 
and um, I got called from the guy who was the new mascot for the Chicago White Sox Southpaw. And he said, hey, I, ha I have to go to a wedding this weekend. There's a home game. I trust you. We're similar height. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen what you do. I like your work. Can you come put on, put on the mascot costume? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So he, um, we did an orientation. He showed me where everything was. Then he told me that he was going to be turning in his two weeks notice. Um, oh. And I said, oh, okay. Well, you know, give him, give him my name, give him my number. I'd be interested in learning more if they do continue on with the mascot program. Yes. And so then I got a phone call. That was a Wednesday. That was a Thursday. I had more, my orientation. I did the game on a Saturday. I got a call on Monday from the White Sox saying, we'd like to talk to you. Went in on a Thursday and then they offered me the uh -huh. job on a Friday. So in the matter of a few days, my oh life my gosh. totally changed. Um, and it was from then, that's when I then really started creating some of these core memories for me that you had asked uh, to, to hear about. So um, I would say number one, for the first memory that comes to mind is the uh, 2005 World Series Championship. I mean, this was and just... And that's when you started. That, 2005. Yeah, I started in June. That is... June 2nd, quite the 2005. Year. So um, I always tease that, yes, I was the one who brought us... I think us you were the, the good luck charm. I was the good luck charm. Yes, you were. Good luck charms. I think you were. <laughs> um, but it was... That whole experience was amazing. And, you know, being there when we won the World Series, I almost kind of felt bad that that some of these folks had worked for the White Sox for like 15, 20 years. And they're oh, yeah. crying. Longer. They're super emotional. They've been waiting for this moment for, for so long. And I'm like three, four months and on the job. And I'm like, oh, sweet. We just won the World Series. Yeah, this, this must happen all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then shortly after that, then we, you know, we did the parade, which that ticker tape parade oh. is one of those moments that, Every once in a while, I'll think about it. Or if I see a picture, I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. So I was placed, well, Southpaw was placed on okay. the very first double-decker bus. And the first couple, we, we started off at the ballpark. And then we did like a, okay. a pretty quick tour around the south side of Chicago. And then we were kind of met up by the... Um, you know, I'm assuming there was a band in the front. I know there were some Chicago police officers who were riding horses yep. and it was this really grand entrance and there were some trolleys with White Sox employees on there, but I was on the double decker bus. The first one that okay. was filled with the top players. One. Yes. And so yeah. I'm on the top, I'm on the top front and I kid you not, we are, we're heading East and okay. then we turn north onto LaSalle Street. Was it LaSalle Street? We turn wherever the parade was taking Probably. us. I, I would I would assume LaSalle or, or Michigan. One of, it wasn't one of the streets. And okay. so we turn to where we're going to really be slowing things down. And as we're turning, that's where we see the ticker tape. That's where we see million plus people lining the streets, hanging off light poles, Hanging out whatever windows they could open up yeah. in those old buildings. And I'm not kidding you. The players who were standing next to me, we all do this. Oh, holy uh, beep, 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 beep. You know, just every <laughs> swear word. Because we were just in awe. It was this amazing, like, out-of-body experience. And so we're just like, holy moly, this is all for us? You know? And so we 
go, we continue on up the two, three, four blocks to where the stage mm -hmm. was set. We pull off, we then get off. And, you know, mm -hmm. me being the mascot, um, it's kind of been my job to entertain the crowd um, mm -hmm. as the rest of the of the double decker buses are pulling off and everyone's kind of tr trying to figure out, okay, what's the order of this thing? Who's yeah. introducing everyone. And, um, it, this man, I remember this, like this was yesterday. What players um, were you by? I, Oh, thanks for putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> probably Paul Canarco. No, he was on one of the later buses. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Mansu Lee. Okay. Uh, was one of the coaches. Um, he was he was on the bus with me. I want to say Freddie Garcia. I think Brian Anderson. Um, we we were on there, and some of their yeah. family members were on the bus as okay. well. We were like pushed up to the front. So the parade is done, and they're going to then mm -hmm. present the trophy to the city. And I'm up on the stage, um, kind of by myself at this point, as all the players and broadcasters are down um, at one of the sides waiting for the show to really begin. And I had this flashback moment to when I was in high school and the Chicago Bulls mm -hmm. won championship after championship. And I remember being at home uh, watching their celebration in the city. And I remember seeing Benny the Bull and thinking like, wow, that guy's on stage with <laughs> Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, Tony Kukoc, like all of these like big names. And that guy is on the stage with all of them. How cool. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like thinking of that moment, which I've not thought about in years. And I'm like, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. There may be, a little, there may be a little kid out there who's thinking, Wow, that guy is on stage with Paul Canerco and Frank Thomas and Mark Burley, John Garland. Uh -huh. Like I was that guy. And it was just that it was one of those moments that I will forever value. Um like a full circle, right? Yes. It was a yes. full circle. So it, it was amazing. It was amazing. That so just those, sounds like the coolest day. It was the greatest. And I think when we then all got back on the buses and the trolleys and we headed back to the stadium, um, I think everyone then kind of was like, Oh, did that just oh, happen? Happened. Did that just happen? Um, and yeah, it did. It did. And I, I feel like I can safely speak on behalf of all the employees and the players that were part of that parade, that it's probably like one of the top five moments of, oh, of their lives. Oh my lives. gosh, I can only imagine. Was, it was grand. It was. I mean, it was and, and when I ask anyone that was either covering the team in 05 or was was working there, they all say like they just kind of all of a sudden it just happened where they were just really good. And people are like, oh, I think we might make it to the playoffs. And then, oh, I think we might make it to the World Series. And they, of course, win on the road in Houston. So I think that's also too why. You, you probably had those feelings like once the parade was happening because they didn't win at home and it doesn't necessarily matter. You know, the a World Series win is a win, but then you feel all the fans there rejoicing yes. after yeah. that win. Yeah, and, and I would talk to people who were back in Chicago while the World Series was going on because I wasn't there. I didn't ex get to experience all of that. Instead, when we were walking out cheering, we'd see a lot of glum you know, Houston Astros fans. Yes. Um, but it was, yeah, they, the, the people who were home definitely said, oh, it was amazing. People are lighting off fireworks and it was just incredible. It was awesome. So then for us to actually be able to see that 
and feel yeah. it um, was incredible. It was incredible. So the, My- there were so many other moments. And I mean, I could talk for hours and hours and hours. I would say some other moments that I really value were walking. I walked a couple brides down the aisle and gave them away, oh. um, which I did that two or three times, which is amazing. You know, that, that wow. really speaks. Did you wear it, a tux? Yeah, Southwater talks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think horrible. it speaks to it speaks to the connection that sports um, can can bring to people and how important sports are to to people. Um, yes, and just so many school visits, um, the the hospital visits, which any mascot performer will tell you that visiting a hospital is just man, it is uh, some really powerful stuff that happens in hospitals, especially children's hospitals, um, that are really, it puts things into perspective as to what's important. And wow. I'm so, yeah. It it sounds like just such a rewarding job. I mean, you know, you're not just there on game days. You're doing so much more than that. And what you're bringing up, it, it means more than just a fuzzy green dude. I mean, I know we're just <laughs> pinpointing Southpaw, but I think, you know, mascots in general are like, you know, when you're at Disney and you're in a, you're a little kid, the, the magic behind it all. It is magical and it is emotional. And that's one thing that I wouldn't expect people who've never performed as a mascot or any type of character uh, to really fully understand. But you become, it, it, it's weird because your character becomes friends with some people and they may never right. know Carrie Norwood. They know Southpaw. You see them every game or every fifth game because that's what their season ticket package is. And you can create some really cool moments with these folks. And I know that when I had finally hung up the fur, um, <laughs> I, re- I reached out to some of those people that I had gotten Aww. close with because then at some point they know who I am because I've yes. gone to their kid's birthday party and I've changed in their garage. Um, right. I reached out to them and I just, you know, thank you so much for helping make my job so amazing and wonderful. And they're like, oh, thank you. You're such a big part of our lives. And it's kind of like, you know, it's, it is emotional, magical and emotional. Right. And they probably are so excited because you are such an amazing person. I mean, it's when they say like, oh, you don't want to meet your heroes. Like, don't be disappointed then. I think you would be the opposite then. People would be like, oh, she's awesome. She's so oh my gosh! And they're probably like, oh, and she's beautiful. People ask me all the time. They're like, who is South? I'm like, I can't tell you, can't, <laughs> even though I know, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Like you really have no idea who is behind it. And you're, you're taking this off and people are like, oh my goodness. Yeah. She's a I, princess. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> That's so, so nice. Um, I did try to keep it as much of a secret as possible that, I was, was going to ask you that. And that a female was Southpaw because I didn't want right. to ruin that magic. You know, I was coming, I was portraying a male character and I wanted to keep mm-hmm. it that way. Um, just because there was a female inside of the costume doesn't mean that all of a sudden, you know, Southpaw was a female. Um, yep. No, Southpaw was a guy. That was my job is to portray it as, as Southpaw. Um, and I for a long time would go to appearances by myself. And so I had to kind of keep it in the back of my mind. What is the real intention that someone is going to have Southpaw there? You know, I'm always mm-hmm. safety. Safety is number one. And I think yep. anyone would always tell you that. And so I wouldn't tell people that Southpaw was a girl. I didn't like it when people would kind of announce it 
because I don't think they really understood that I'm putting myself in a situation of going to into strangers' homes yes. and, um, you know, what could possibly happen, right? And so I would always, oh, no, Southpaw, he, he'll be there. Yep, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also didn't want to ruin the magic. You know, yeah. I didn't want to be, eh, just some some girl in there, some person in there. No, Southpaw's real. He's this, you know, he's a larger than life character. And um, so that's why I try to keep it secret and special. Uh, don't Didn't want to ruin the illusion. I don't think I knew even starting out you were a female. I don't, I don't think I asked. I, I mean, yes, as probably a few games went on, then I understood or, or well, finally you've seen met me, you. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I grew up a White Sox fan. Then I just started working there and then I kind of got like all the behind the scenes and I thought it was so cool. Did you tell your friends and family while you were Southpaw, you were Southpaw or would you say how you were a coordinator at White Sox? What, what did you say? So that's a great question. Uh, my, obviously my family knew and my mm-hmm. close friends, but there comes a certain time where, or a certain, you know, level of separation. Like I wasn't telling people that I went to high school with. Um, I wasn't telling people that I necessarily like that I went to college with, except for my close, my close group. Now word does at times it, it would get out because for, yeah. the, for the first few years I would go to appearances by myself and I'd have to have this conversation with the event organizer, like, Hey, if you could just keep it a secret. And yes. I would tell them the reasons for my, my security, um, for the illusion and like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. You know, is there, yeah. um, I know <laughs> and then they want to be cool, share it. Yeah. And then it would sometimes get out. Um, if people were looking for the information, um, I, some, one of my friends who was active on white Sox message boards, uh, he had said, Oh, it's on the white Sox message boards or some certain board. I was like, Oh, okay, well, okay. hopefully it's only viewed by a few people and not yeah. by the masses. And so um, I think for, for the most part, I think we did a pretty good job And the broadcasters knew, you know, I had a great relationship with the TV and radio broadcasters. So they knew not to go out and announce it. Yes. Um, really funny. Whenever I would tell a player or if they would see me because we would go to appearances um, and sometimes I would have to like go behind stage or go, you know, someplace and, and take the head off to get a, dr- a yeah. sip of water. And the look on their faces was <laughs> hilarious. They're like, you know, Southpaw's a girl. And I'm like, yeah, but she don't say anything. And it's like, oh my gosh. Oh my oh, gosh. I'm sure they were all so shocked. I can only imagine some of them. It was, it was fun. And I, I mean, I had a great time with, with some of, some of the, the, um, the players and coaches, all very, very nice and very respectful. Right. And, um, shared in a couple of good laughs. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How long were you working at White Sox? So I was at the White Sox from June of 05. And then I left February of 2016. Um, okay. And during that time, there were two seasons, two seasons where I was not performing because I was either like super pregnant or I just had one of my kids. Um, See, that but I was still like managing everything. Yeah, well, I would I would have three months when I when I had a kid, I would be back in costume three months later, um, which wow, that was not enough time. <laughs> I should have given my body a little bit more time to Talk heal. About just like a, a detox. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was a uh, it was a little wild. I should have um, maybe postponed my reentry into the costume. That's because you're a, a go getter. That that's what you get for being a go getter. You're like and I missed it. I'm, I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, I missed it. I was like, I want to get back to performing. And I remember after having my first kid, I 
we had my meeting with my department and I was like, all right, I, I had my first event back in costume. Like I still got it. <laughs> Here I am. The top questions I get when I'm working at the ballpark, it's, can I get on camera and wear a Southpaw? Oh, that's like, so awesome. Like truly. And, and I always want to give them the right directions of where Southpaw is. But as you know, all over the place. It's not like he's just is sitting in some throne somewhere. Of course, I know like, you know, third inning will be up here on the Xfinity Kids Zone, but um, that's not always the case. But I, that is probably one of the top questions I get is where is Southpaw? And then when I do lead them to Southpaw, they are so like, it's like I just gave them a key to a different world. Oh, that's so nice. Like yeah, that's no, all it takes. <laughs> it's, I think that mascots are important because they bring the fans a little bit closer to the action. You know, here's an official symbol of the team that they love and adore and that they get to actually get a picture with him uh, and they get to high five and they get an autographed card. That's amazing. And so to see Southpaw's program grow from, you know, the beginning stages to where it is now is amazing. And for me to be able to say that I spent, you know, 10 and a half years with that program, um, it makes me really happy and I'm excited to see what the program does next. Cause it's only going to get bigger and better oh, yeah. and make even a they're bigger fabulous. impact. Yeah. They're awesome. What would you say was maybe a top challenge that you had, you know, while you were working, whether it's Herky or Tommy the Hawk or Southpaw, what was maybe a top challenge? Ooh. Um, you know, I think any, mascot performer wants to do more, right? Like you want to have full-time assistance and you want a big giant vehicle that can do all these amazing things. And you mm -hmm. want to be all over the place during a game and you want to have this skit and that and social media adds a whole nother element to it. Um, but you also have to remember that you're not the star of the show. And you play a really big part into some people you are the star. But at the end of the day, the action, the main reason why people are there is a baseball game. Yep. And so I think the challenge is that I wanted to do more and more and more and more. And I would sometimes have to be reminded, Carrie, you can't do X, Y, Z. You can do A, B, C, but you can't yeah. do X, Y, Z. And so it you know, it, it's, it's just a, okay, all right. I may, you know, kind of whine about it for a day, but then I just have to, you have to remember <laughs> it's a business. It's a business yes, and I'm hired yes. to do a job and I'm going to do it to the best that I can within the parameters that are set and uh, hopefully make people laugh, smile and cry all at the same time. All the emotions. All the emotions. <laughs> you know, you're at wings and rings when you hear that was an amazing home run, touch go, a uh, corner kick walk off. You see people get a little too excited about the sports on. So many TVs and of course, the wings. Their wings are the freshest, meatiest, juiciest wings ever. And the signature thick cut onion rings just can't be beat. I'll see you at Wings and Rings for the athletic sports competitions. Stop by today, 3434 South Halstead Street, right in the heart of Bridgeport. What would what a mascot that you would like to be? What What is... What is one that you have seen out and about? And you're like, ooh, I wish I could maybe one day or should have been that mascot. Which yeah. one intrigues you? Oh, you know, there's so many really, really good ones. Um, I think what I would have loved to have done 
was be a really gigantic female character. I had never been a female character in all of the years I had been performing. And so I would have loved that opportunity. I think I could have made a really good sassy, <laughs> you know, a sassy queen. Yeah. Um, and I would have, I would have really liked that. And it's not to say that I won't ever get back into a costume. You know, I can certainly like get back at some point when I did uh, leave the White Sox. I had uh, put on a costume a couple other times for a number of things. Um, so I haven't 100% hung it up. <laughs> hung, hung up the fur. I think you said that earlier. Yeah, that. yeah so not much. 100%. I think if there was a right opportunity, um, I would definitely get back into a costume for a long-term gig. No, no. But for like yeah. a one, one-time thing, two times, three times. Yeah. I think that would be fun and exciting and to prove to myself that I still have it in my old yes. age. <laughs> yes. No, you definitely do. I mean, you must have a lot of um, amazing White Sox memorabilia. I have a million giveaways. I'm sure you could say the same. Oh, yeah. And I, I've, gosh, my husband is just like, can we please part ways with some of this? You don't need <laughs> was, three of the bit. same. You don't need three <laughs> of the same bobbleheads. So the good thing is I have a lot of White Sox friends. And so I was like, okay. all right, here, here you go. Here you go. Just because I only have so much storage. <laughs> In my house. I know. I know. Um, I, I start to have double now as well, but I'm like, I can't get rid of that. Can yeah. I? Yeah. I had to downsize a little bit. Um, I will say my <laughs> most, my most prized memorabilia is my championship ring, which I keep in a safe deposit box. Oh, amazing. And it has not seen the light in a very long time. Um, so, but that, that's, you know, the one that I really, really love the most, I would say. Yeah, and I also, I also, I still have the, Michael Jackson glove that I made for my very first mascot audition as Herky. Um, oh, I, I put that on. Oh, it was in my second one. I'm sorry. It was my second one. My very first audition I did like a, a montage of music. It was Britney Spears, probably Michael Jackson. And then the Bee Gees. Cause I want to show okay. some uh, yeah. variety there. And Versatility. For my, yeah. For my second audition, I did a Michael Jackson uh, routine and I still have that glove. Um, <laughs> Did you have to get like a bigger glove or is it, is it I just made in it. the end? I made it. It was a you? big, like four, four fingered thing. And I think I glued it cause I didn't, you know, I'm not an expert sewer and I didn't want it to yeah. fall apart. So I just glued it together. I still have it. Um, yeah. Were you, were you making this in the sorority house at Iowa? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people didn't think twice about it. No. Cause they're like, we, that that's Carrie doing some zany things again. Like she's, <laughs> She's fine. Oh, it's just her again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but were you the president of your sorority? I was. Yeah. For, I for mean, one year. you just keep doing it. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you got to make, you have to make your own life great. And I saw it as an opportunity to grow and develop. And so I went for it. <laughs> that is, see, it was, it was either amazing. that or no one else wanted it. So I made it okay. by, by default. <laughs> I got it. See, when, when I was in Iowa, that was just, everything was like, such a coveted position. And I went to school with just so many amazing, knowledgeable, talented females. And I, I didn't even, first off, I didn't want a position. I was like very big into the journalism school and I didn't think I was going to even get it. So everyone that had those positions, I just gave them so much credit. Like they're all, you know, still my close friends to this day, but I'm like, my goodness, you guys are putting in, in so much work, but it, it did, I feel like paid off, you know, later on when you're looking for your first job or just out of college using those transferable skills. Yeah. It was so a really it's, it's great more experience. Than just a position. 
it was a great experience. And I think it was also tough too, because there were times where I'd have to like reprimand my friends. And if they respected me in the position I was in, then they would have been okay with it. And thankfully they were. Um, I don't yeah. ever remember anyone, you know, stomping off crying and be like, this is so fair. I don't think, I don't remember any of that happening, at least not in front of my face. Behind yeah, closed doors may have been behind. a different story. <laughs> um, but I tried to be as fair as possible. And for the most part, it was just like, hey, just don't do stupid stuff and we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to talk about a little bit now your current position. So you left um, White Sox in 2016. Where did you go right after that then? Yeah. So I remember just about the time that I got pregnant with my first kid. Okay. I is working in professional sports, something that I wanted to continue doing in my current role and then know that I'm going to have a newborn soon. And the answer Mm -hmm. amongst other things, reasons was no. And so Mm -hmm. I started kind of thinking back or thinking like, who's going to hire me? I'm just a fuzzy guy in a suit. Right. (laughs) And so I had put some feelers out there. I'd applied for a few jobs and nothing came my way, came back from maternity leave and then quickly had my second child. And um, I was like, okay, now I'm going to have two kids. Like I really do need to, as much as I love the White Sox, as much as I loved the position I was in, because really I feel like I had the best job of the entire organization. It's a lot of your energy, a lot of your time, a full commitment. Yeah. And it wasn't just games. I was doing 300 plus appearances a year and in the office and all of the mm-hmm. games. So I was really, I mean, I was, I was working up to here. Yeah. And I just knew that if I wanted to be a mom, but I didn't want it to be a mom. I wanted to be a great mom. And I knew I couldn't have accomplished that. And with my current workload. Yes. So I had found another long story, but I'm going to shorten it up. I found this position at the USO that had dealt with a lot of sports teams. And I was like, well, that would be a really great transition for me. I could still have my toe in the sports world. It's working for a great nonprofit and um, I'm going to apply for it. And so I did. And after a couple of rounds of interviews, they hired me and I was shocked, but also super excited. And it was just a great fit. I was the right person at the right time. And, um, I still continue to work with sports teams uh, while supporting our nation's military. And it's a really, it was just, it was a perfect role for me. And I've been with the USO since 2016. It seems like a perfect transition. And, you know, I'm sure you've used a lot of your skills. You were more than just a mascot, you know, as you mentioned, you're showing up to over 300 appearances and a people person as well. And I think that goes a long way. You are, such a great people person. And I think in any job that really makes a difference. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I actually remember when I was writing up my resume and my cover letter that how am I going to, I have to sell myself as being more than just a guy in a suit because that's yeah. not going to get me hired unless if I'm doing another guy in a suit job. And mm-hmm. so I really did tap into, okay, what else have I done? What else have I learned? Oh, I'm doing social media management. I'm writing copy. I am working with designers. I'm coming up with skits. I'm representing, you know, the organization. Um, and so I was able to kind of put all of that stuff down on paper. And then during my interview, explain that I'm just more than a sweaty person. <laughs> and it worked and it worked. And I'm so thankful um, to have been, you know, that the, that the USO recognized that. And I mean, I'm still here 
it's been uh yeah. you know, it's been a, a while so it's it's been great it's been awesome was anyone hiring you were they a white Sox fan as well because i think i've got certain jobs or even my sister where they see chicago white Sox on the resume and they're immediately like oh tell me more about this everyone likes professional sports yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily a White Sox fan per se, but I okay. think just the fact that I worked at a very well-known and respected organization certainly opens up doors. And also yeah. if if maybe it's the fact that perhaps they wanted to work in sports sometime. You know, it's yeah. a very like glamorous sounding job and you know, it, we, I certainly have a lot of stories that I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them here. No, save no, no. The I'll after party. <laughs> save for the after party. Um, but it, you know, it, it is exciting. And uh, I think that was just intriguing. And it, it, it I have a lot of uh, interesting things that I can talk about, especially, you know, tell us three things that you know, that we wouldn't know just by looking at you. I'm like, I can yeah. list off 50. You're like, I could do that in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, and I, and I remember actually, I think one of the reasons that drew me to being a, a mascot performer, one of them was when I was a kid, I said, I don't want to have a nine to five job. I don't want to just be sitting behind a computer all day. That seems pretty boring. Mm -hmm. And, and I made sure that my path was the opposite of a nine to five. Um, I wanted to be out there and do fun things and different things. And I don't care if I didn't get paid the most money. Um, I, yes. I wanted to make sure that I really, truly enjoyed what I was doing. Because if I'm going to spend most of my life working, I'm going to make sure I'm having a good time doing it. You're like, I won't work a nine to five. I'll just work nine until the end of a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever time. And You're then like, go I'll to make a it a little longer. <laughs> and then go oh. to a wedding after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, like after a day game? Oh, six o'clock game would be done. I'm going to race over to someone's wedding and yeah. Oh yeah. And all over, like I, I know that you guys are not in just the city of Chicago. I would say pr primarily more like suburbs too. Oh yeah. And, and I will say even now I will still drive around. I'm like, Oh, I had an appearance there. Yeah, I went to that noticed. school. I've been at that church. <laughs> hey, that person's house. That's where I went to a bachelorette yep. party. Yep. Um, and, it, and it's kind of funny because I feel like I know the suburbs so well. Probably. So, so well. I have been on the Dan Ryan multiple times and have seen the Southpaw van. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could be. It's just like, I don't even know what time of the day it is. You know, obviously not a day game. I'm like, wh where, where are you going? I do find out eventually because I, I snap. You a give a I'm ring. Like, yeah. <laughs> I see your van. Where are you yeah. off to? But it is very true. Just all over the place. Well, and what's really funny is that for the first, gosh, six, seven years that I worked for the White Sox, I was driving my own car around and I would show up to all appearances by myself. And I was like, I wonder if that person knows. That person doesn't know what's in my back end right now. I've had, I had no. a change in my car. And at the time, I had a little Hyundai Tucson. So I'd have to uh -huh. put down the back seats and like manage and maneuver and get in the costume. Because um, if there wasn't a place for me to change, you know, I'd have to change in the back end of my car. I don't recommend it. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. Yes. You never got pulled over with the suit in the back, did you? No, no, because I'm a very good driver. Good. I follow okay. all. You seem of like the an A plus laws. driver. Yes, I follow all. I was going to say that would maybe time. get you out of a ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm so, sure. So <laughs> this is what I'm actually doing. This is yeah. where I'm going. Yeah, and they're like, like this. Where are you off to? And you're like, I'm about to be 
Southpaw at a bachelor party. Just let me go. <laughs> yes, it was, it was a good thing to have just in case. But yeah, no, I, I I wanted to get to appearances in one piece. So exactly. Follow the law, oh. kids. Yeah, there you go. Um, I do have a quick little game, but before we get to that, I want to talk about how you were an answer on Jeopardy. And did you, were people reaching out to you and they said, hey, you were a question slash answer on Jeopardy? That is, oh gosh, that's so funny. So as again, as a kid, as a dreamer, uh, kind of saying to myself, oh, I'll know I will have made it when my name is an answer on Jeopardy or a question Yes, on, on Jeopardy. And I was in my sorority house and we were all sitting around watching, you know, the, the main TV. And one mm-hmm. of my sorority sisters says, Hey, there's a sale at Von Mar. Anyone want to go? I'm like, I'll go. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Like the one, one of a few stores that you can go to. Uh, yeah. At City. least back in Carlville. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we went and it was like a big, big sale. And I'm, I love bargain <laughs> shopping. And so yeah. sale and me, we're, you know, we're, like, we're let's close. Go. And so I went and yeah, I'm poor. I didn't buy anything. And I came back. <laughs> and as I walked in the door, one of my sorority sisters says, um, we were watching Jeopardy and your name was, your name was mentioned. I was like, Oh, like another, another Carrie. Like, no, 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 no. It was like mascot, Iowa. Wait, wow. I'm so confused. Can you repeat that? And so she told me <laughs> again. And then I called the other, woman whose name because it was talking about how you know these two women are the first females to wear this hawkeye or the hawkeye mascot for this university okay and i called her and she was actually on a break from school interning at the white house at the time and she was like yeah i got a call from someone i used to babysit he told me he saw it too and so then i called my mom and so she was gonna try to track down a copy of it because she knew someone who worked at abc locally in chicago and then we then finally got a copy of it and sure enough, like there it is. And actually, oh, I you got it. I have it downstairs. You want to pause and I can go grab it? Sure, sure, okay. sure, sure. I'll just keep it rolling. Okay. If you're looking for a new car, well, look no further. Head to Mazda of Orland Park right off of 159th Street and LaGrange Road. I am so proud to drive a Mazda CX-5 all-wheel select featuring black leather as the interior plus all the features that you can dream of. Adaptive cruise control, Apple CarPlay, backup camera, which you definitely need if you are parallel parking in Chicago, lane departure warning, which, oh, you definitely need if you are driving on the Dan Ryan, plus push to start, and best of all, the seat warmer. Mazda of Orland Park offers high-quality sales and service experiences to each and every one of their Zoom Zoom Nation customers, including myself. So be sure to stop by Mazda of Orland Park Tell Eric Vates that Alyssa sent you and be sure to join in on the Zoom Zoom Nation. You won't regret it. This year, the University of Iowa is celebrating Herky's 75th birthday. And they at FryFest, um, they had asked for Angie and myself and a couple of former Herky friends to go and be part of a panel. And so when I was there, my friend Angie gifted me with this super sweet. Oh, my fuzz. Hold on. I got to get this. Okay. Okay. Colleges so there's... and universities. Okay. That's a category. Oof, a $400 question. It's pretty high. Oh, I got to, can you see it? Oh no. I can't. It's like, I have an astigmatism. That's what I, maybe, okay. Maybe just read it. Okay. Oh, this is okay. It says, so 
Angie Anderson and Carrie MacDonald are the first women to wear the Hawkeye mascot costume of this university. So that was the official. That is so yeah. cool. So she, she went on Reddit because she'd actually never seen it. I'm like, how in the world have you never actually seen it? And just through life, she never got an opportunity to see yeah. it. So um, through the power of Reddit, uh, someone mm-hmm. tracked down the, the snippet, sent it to her. And then someone else actually sent her these images. And she's like, this is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And then she gave me a copy of this. She totally surprised me. So of course, that's I'm the sitting, sweetest gift. I'm, I'm standing in the hotel room, just like bawling my eyes out. Oh. I'm like, did you do this because you wanted to see me cry like a baby? Yeah. Um, because it means a lot. You know, this is just, it's another thing that I can share with my kids. Um, and just kind of be like, listen, if you want something, you go for it. Cause you never know what's going to happen. Your mom's a badass. Yeah. Here's a funny Did, thing. Is my, my kids don't know that I was a mascot performer. <laughs> they don't know when yet. Will you, when will you tell them? <laughs> um, you know, like, when do I ruin the magic? That's how I old is your oldest? Nine, eight and six. Okay. So I just, I think I'll know when the timing is right. Mm-hmm. that where I could kind of spring this on them. They love mascots. And here's a funny thing. Like when we go to a Chicago Blackhawks game or a Chicago sky game, Chicago white Sox game, mm-hmm. the mascot always happens to find us. Gee, oh, I wonder why. why right. <laughs> and they, my kids just think it's the greatest thing. So my kids love mascots. I've taken them to the mascot hall of fame and they don't know that mommy is part of two of those mascots that are inducted. And uh, they may think it's super lame. I don't know. Or they may think they it's really cool. They absolutely would not think it's lame. <laughs> no, maybe one wants to go to University of Iowa, and then that's the time that you you share your, your secret. Well, I did take the kids to the University of Iowa with me for FryFest. Oh, you and did? they were not listening to the panel. They were running around doing all the, you know, doing all the kid activities when I was up on the stage. And so okay. I didn't have, I didn't have to spill the secret then. Also, we were wording it where I was like a friend of Herky. I wasn't okay. actually talking. So I think that helped. Um, yep. But it was, uh, yeah, I haven't had to spill the secret. My, my son did say, I want to go to Iowa. And he's eight. Oh. Um, he, Iowa would be very lucky to have my son because he's just super awesome and sweet and smart. (laughs) They'd be lucky to have all of my children. (laughs) Right. Um, but, um, (laughs) but then my son also at one point, a couple months ago, grimace, you know, the whole McDonald's thing was like a big deal. And so my my kids are like, what is this grimace thing? I grew up with grimace and I, I explained, well, he's a mascot, just like South Pond Tomiak. And, you know, the, he represents McDonald's. And so the day after we had that conversation, my son said in the car, you know, mom, I know what I want to be when I grow up. What, bud? I want to be a mascot. <gasps> oh! Did your heart just start fluttering? Oh, I was just like, this, this would be the greatest thing. This would be amazing. Like, I, clearly it's in their blood. Yeah. This is something. <laughs> but for him just to say that unprompted was just like. Filled my heart. A, a beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, I mean, I, I will, I will support my kids no matter what they want to do, but if they want to go, be, <laughs> yeah, if they want to be a mascot performer, they know they can count on me um, with offering all of my unsolicited yes. advice. <laughs> you you would be the, the absolute best teacher too. Yeah. A, I'd, a be, I'd be tough. I'd be tough. Um, but you know, I think it'd be, it would be awesome. It would be fun. 
That is, I, I love that he said that and has simply no idea. <laughs> no idea. No idea. No idea. Not yet. At least, or at least they're playing it that they don't know. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they do know. Yeah. Maybe well, this thing, I have not hung. I was going to say. I won't hang this up. They haven't seen that? No, I won't hang it up until they know. Um, okay. I, and I, I have it in a spot where my kids wouldn't necessarily go. Um, and we didn't hang that up on purpose because I'm like, oh, man, that's going to totally spoil it because all my kids know yeah, how they, to read. They can read. Yeah. Yeah. So when they do know that's when I'll then put it in a nice spot. Okay. So you're that amazing Jeopardy question slash answer. How do you feel like you have opened up the doors for females who want to be you know, not only someone that's a mascot, but whether it's working in sports or, or being a performer, you really, you know, have paved the path so far. So honestly, I was at the University of Iowa the right time. You know, the, the opportunity happened. And I would like to think that there would have been other women who were interested in starting a mascot performing um, career. You know, obviously mm -hmm. Angie was there, so she also tried out. Um, I, I think it's just a what my parents shared with me and what I would like to offer to other people. If there's something that you want to do, go for it. It shouldn't matter your age, your gender, what you look like, what you believe in. You know, just, just go for it because you never know the cool doors that you could open. And if that doesn't work out, something else is bound to come your way, but you have to be open for those opportunities. Um, so I, that's, you know, my parents taught me that and I, I'm teaching my kids that just go for something. If there's something you want, do it. I love that. I'm a firm believer too. And everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. There have certainly been things that I've gone for I've, that I've not gotten and I'll sit around and I'll, you know, be upset about it for, for a minute. And then what, what have I learned? What can I learn? How can I yes. then um, take that? I wouldn't, it's not even a failure, right? Like it's not, it's just something right. I wasn't selected for. How can I learn from that experience to then propel me onward and upward? Yeah. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. What other phrases can we say? <laughs> oh, I think we, I, we got a lot of them covered here. <laughs> we got them. I mean, put it, put it in the comments if there's others. <laughs> Yeah, leave a message in the comments. Yeah. Okay, before I let you go, of course I know already. You like I know. Oh, no. um, I know you like games, of course, or that's what I'm assuming here. So yes. I did a little segment with Sox TV a few years back. Stardom, sit them, send them down. Oh so no! You just you're no, no, no. It's easy. It's easy. It's not. So this scared. is not baseball trivia. No, no, no. It just is ranking your favorite to your least favorite. This is very easy. I promise. Okay, stardom. I'm writing this down. <laughs> She's a pen and paper out. Okay, stardom. Okay. Sit them, like you're, we're benching them okay. or sending them down where they're going down to AAA Charlotte. Okay. Oh, you did okay. not tell me we were playing games. It's it's easy. I, I really promise you, I would not throw you off there. Okay. okay. So we're going Hold on, I need we're to prepare. <laughs> stretch. You just okay. told me, you know, anything you put your mind to. So here we go. She's cracking okay. her knuckles. She really is stretching. Okay, we're starting. We're going back to Iowa City. Iowa City restaurants slash bars. And these are the three that I believe were opened when you were there and myself. And if back I'm wrong. The, back in the olden ages. <laughs> okay, Summit. Did you have a Summit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Summit, Brothers. Okay. And Union. 
Oh Is my gosh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so each so has what, to get one. So which one, you know, are you starting? Which one was your favorite? Is your favorite? Which is kind of the middle? We're, we're benching them. And the other one, got to go. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say stardom. Let's go with brothers. Okay. Even though I had an incident at brothers. I won't go into details. <laughs> we don't want to. You know who everyone, you are. Everyone had an incident at brothers. <laughs> um, okay. And then Sidham Union and then Summit. Because I, that wasn't a place that I went to very often. Okay. Send them down. Okay. Union is no longer there. So I heard that and I am very mm -hmm. upset. I, I know. I'm not, I'm not sure. There. I'm not sure who made that terrible decision, but it's no longer there. So glad we had some good times there. Um, now we're going to the White Sox. <laughs> okay. Favorite theme night. And if you want oh. to change any of these, feel free. These are just ones that. I personally like, and I know Southpaw likes dressing up as Elvis yeah. Knight. Okay. Halfway to St. Patrick's. I think that's a really big one considering Southside. Yeah. And Country Music Night, which okay. this year Southpaw wore a long blonde wig and it is ingrained in my memory. Oh, that's so funny. So stardom would be Elvis. Uh, I, I pinned together a lot of smaller mullets or like human size mullets to make a big mullet. Um, oh wait, no, I'm thinking mullet <laughs> night. What am I thinking? Well, well mullet night is okay. Uh, we can, we can tie that in. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, okay. Elvis. Sorry. I had a senior moment there. Um, no, Elvis, <laughs> Elvis is still stardom. Okay. Because Everyone I would make, I, I did have like a, I did make a larger wig. Um, like a, a black wig. And then I, of course okay. I had the rhinestone, you know, the, the jumper, which is a uh -huh. lot harder to get out of when I had to go to the bathroom. So I definitely had to prep and plan <laughs> those moments. Sidham, I would say halfway to St. Pat's. Um, okay. Again, I, I wore like a little leprechaun outfit. It was super cute and funny. And I did like a lot of jigs and, yeah. you know, like... <laughs> running and jumping and clicking my heels together. That was really, really fun. And I would say country night, even though I really like country music for, for me, it wasn't something that I think was really popular back then. Yeah. So I'm going to send them down. Okay. I like those. I, I would agree with those. Okay. Oh, good. I'm on the same right. page. Okay. And last but not least, and I don't know which ballparks you've been to, and I think you've actually gone to a few all-star games. Yeah. A lot of all-star um, games. One of my favorite okay. times of the year was seeing all okay. the other mascots. Yeah. So maybe... Um, you know, favorite ballparks that you've been to, whether it was just as a fan or if you were there for an all-star game. Okay. Ooh, besides the White Sox? What, what, yeah, Park? we'll leave. We'll okay, leave we'll White leave Sox that. Out. Okay. Because I feel like I would like have to say that one. That's a get. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We know we love it there. Okay. Um, I'm going to say um, starting was old Yankee Stadium. Um, I was there for an all-star game and to be in the bowels of old Yankee stadium and to see some of these like little shrines that they had created, mm -hmm. um, was really something special. And I think for any baseball fan, um, to kind of say like, oh, that's, they had like a little shrine of where Babe Ruth peed on the corner of a wall. Um, <laughs> you know, and like, that's yeah. like, that was really Iconic. special. That was really cool. Um, I would say my sit is uh, St. Louis. 
Uh, okay. I, I did this really cool social media tour as Southpaw where we went from we went from Chicago to Springfield and then over to St. Louis where I um, uh, got to do some shenanigans with Fred Bird there. And I just thought it was a really nice stadium and send them down. See, I really liked it. And okay, it doesn't have to be it it doesn't have to be one that you totally dislike. Maybe just Okay. And the reason I'm gonna send this one down. The, so I'm okay. gonna send down nationals. The okay. and I really enjoyed my experience there. It was something really cool, but the president at the time was there. And so when the president is in the house, you can't use any of the back tunnels, you can't use any oh, of the elevators. Yeah. Everything was shut off. So if I needed to get to in costume for point A to point B, I had to go walk amongst the crowd, which then takes things 10 times longer. Yes. Um, yes. so that's the reason why I would send them down. Okay. But it's still a great stadium. Yeah, that's one of the stadiums I want to go to. I've gone yeah. to 17 so far. I'm trying to check them all off. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So um, when I go East Coast, I, I, yeah, that that's probably one of the top ones that I'm looking to go to. And I've heard great, great things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't go there when the president's there and you will be I will, okay. I will, I will probably not be there when any president's <laughs> there. Because you are there covering, you know, an all-star game. Okay, you did. You aced it. See? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for not fun. making it too tricky. I, I appreciate oh. that. No. Yeah, I am not here to quiz anyone. Well, Carrie, thank you so, so much. I am so lucky to know you. I'm proud of, you know, just everything that you've accomplished. I'm, I'm glad that we became friends, you know, through White Sox. And I love that we have the connection through, of course, Iowa and Southpaw. And I always say how much I love Southpaw, but I love the people inside. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Keep doing great things. You're doing awesome. Thank you for listening up to the Listen Up podcast. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe and tune in for next week's episode.